Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. to maybe go ahead and do it. So I'm going to. I'm going to go to Psalms 127. And I will not make you stand long. I'm going to read one verse and then I'm going to use a lot of verses. I've got a lot of verses. Amen. Praise the Lord. Psalms 127 and 1. Hallelujah. 127. And verse number 1. Kobo Shatala. Except the Lord build the house. Everybody said the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word. Lord, I'm indebted to you tonight. Lord, because God, I know that you're with us in our presence. Lord, anoint my lips tonight. Help me, God, to speak the Word of God as you've gave it to me, to encourage, to strengthen, to stir the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord. In this day today that we need to be stirred, Lord, more than any ever ever hour before. Lord, we need a stir in this day. I pray it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And you can be seated. You can be seated. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to preach on this subject for a little while. The Lord of the house. The Lord of the house. Hallelujah. When you make Jesus the head of your house... Your house becomes a home. Hallelujah. In fact, the dictionary defines home as a place of affection. It's a place of peace. And it's a place of rest. I want to tell you that to get Jesus in your house, he must be invited in. You cannot drag him in and force him into your home. But you've got to invite him in. And understand that when you invite Jesus into your house, then you are really saying to him, I want you in and all the things that go with you. He's not just going to come in and live in filth. I'm talking spiritually. If he's going to come into your house, then he's going to expect you to change some things. Now, I'm not saying that he comes in and and he done like he did the temple and he begins to throw everything out. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, when he comes into the house, you got to be ready for a change. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. And it's a great thing when you can invite him in because if you can invite him in, then it means your heart is right. There is a change of heart if you've invited the Lord 
into your house. Now the Lord does not have in mind a home with a lot of religious mottos hanging on the walls or a place where a big family Bible is placed on the coffee table and open to a certain place or where the prayers are said always before the meals and where the tithes are given to God's house. He's not looking at all of that, but he's looking for somebody that will say, Lord, I want you to take my house over. And when you invite him into the house, you're not only saying, Lord, take this house over, but everything that's in it, Lord, I want you to make it a home. I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. I want you to know that it is a great thing for the Lord to live in your house. I thank God that ever since Sister McGee and I have been married and even before that the Lord has been the Lord of our house. Now that's not saying that we always done everything right. We have all made mistakes and we have fell and we failed him miserably, but we did not stay down. We got back up and said, Lord, I'm going to try it again. And if I fail, Lord, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try it again and again and again until I make it. Glory. The Lord of the house. Hallelujah. What the Lord is looking for It's not people that does all those things, although that's things he wants you to do. He wants you to pay tithes. He wants you to to do all these things. He wants you to be a place where the Bible is open. But I'm going to tell you, people has had a place uh, for a Bible on the coffee table. The Bible was never read. It was there for looks. So when people come in the door, oh, well, yeah, these people, yeah. No, I don't mean you're a Christian just because you've got a Bible. on your. In fact, I'm going to just go a little farther because in this day and hour that we live in, you've got to watch who says they're a Christian because I'm telling you, not everybody that carries a Bible under their arm is a preacher. Some of those carrying Bible under their arm should not even be in a pulpit. Aubrey. Oh, hallelujah, I didn't aim to get defensive here, but man, praise the Lord. But what the Lord wants, the the essential ingredient that the Lord wants is the God in the house. He wants that special ingredient. The truth is, you are going through the motions in your house. And you're just trying to make your house a home without Jesus. Because you cannot have a home without Jesus in the house. (laughs) I'm telling you, that house is just a building until you put the people in it. It never becomes a home until somebody moves in. It's just a house. Somebody says, well, I'm 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 gonna buy that home. No, you're gonna buy that house. Come on. 
the family's going to move in and then it becomes a home. But it's not a home until you move in. Let me tell you, your house is really not a home until Jesus moves in. Come on, church. You don't even know nothing about love until Jesus moves into your house. How? Woo! Oh, yeah, I do. Yes, I do, Bishop. Yeah. Hey, we've been married a long time, and, and I don't know God. I don't, I'm going to tell you, though, you start loving your wife different. When you fall in love with Jesus, things become different. Come on. To your wife and your family, you love them differently. So if you love and else you love Jesus first. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The main ingredient is Jesus. How can you make a house a home without Jesus? Who designed the family in the first place? He designed it. Way back in Genesis, he put the family together and he made it a unit. It's just, it's just like trying to make a chocolate cake without chocolate. So, but God, I'm going to make a chocolate cake. What are you going to use? I ain't going to use chocolate. Well, it's not chocolate cake then. Come on, because chocolate cake, if you're going to make chocolate cake, the main ingredient is chocolate. All these other things are just additives, but it cannot be chocolate cake without make, having chocolate. Glory. Hallelujah. When the Lord begins to pervade your relationship and every person in your house holy. Let me say that again. I said until the Lord begins to pervade your relationship and every person in your house holy. Anybody know what pervade means? It means to soak. Amen. It means to uh, uh, just... Uh, it, it means to thoroughly soak, come on, or to spread throughout, leaving nothing, come on, without. Amen. A person has to become holy in relationship with God before your house is going to become a home. When you, amen, have a relationship like that with the Lord, then the Lord begins to build your house and to make it a home and not until. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I would to God that every house in Mount Carmel was a home, but it's not. We have met many people, many young people through our churches. In the last 20 plus years, hallelujah, since 1990, we have had a lot of messed up children that's come through the church because the home wasn't right. Hallelujah. A lot of bad deals because children, amen, did not have proper raising in their, in their house. Praise the Lord. Jesus was not welcomed in their house come on hallelujah hallelujah it does no good to build a nice house and make it a great home if you're not going to take measures to protect it 
You don't go out here and build you $100,000 homes and don't put any locks on the windows and don't put any locks on the doors, you know. And, 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 and even today, the big thing is, is, is we're going to have a security system put in so and cameras and stuff so we can see what's going on. Amen. And a, many a thief has been caught like that. They've been looking at the camera doing something, and, and, and they've been caught like that. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you, church, we're living in the day when we need to protect our homes. Come on, I'm telling you, there is an enemy, a thief that is waiting outside your door, just waiting to come into your house and destroy your house and your home. Sir, he wants to seal some of the things you got in your home. Come on. Hallelujah. You that's got teenagers and young ladies, he wants, he wants them young ladies. He wants the young men. Come on now. And they're waiting on you. Come on. Look at all the people that's been missing lately on TV and then, you know, in different parts of the country, five right in this area that, that were missing for some time. And I, don't, I haven't looked lately. I don't know where they've found them all or not, but they found some of them. But, but me and my wife began to watch the news and, and we watched, watched the young lady from Boonville that, uh, that they came up missing and, and we both talked, how, look dear, how beautiful this young lady is and, and here she is gone. And you know, your mind goes rampant in this day of the things that are going on. Even though they say she run off in, 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 a, in, a, in a stripper pit I don't, I don't know. You know, we don't know. Nobody was there. We don't really know what happened. But I'm going to tell you, what I'm trying to get across to you, you need protection at your home. Come on. You need a protector to take care of your house. Come on. You need a guard at your door. Hallelujah. You need some locks on the doors. You need to lock down the windows if you please. The enemy is searching for a way into your house. You better start praying for pastors. You better start praying for us, church. For Come on. For evangelists, for ministers in the church. You better pray because I'm telling you, the devil's trying to find a way in the house. You know what? He is what? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just preach to you because I remember the days of pastoring. I remember of coming up through and, and some of the darkest hours that I went through. I remember two or three years of, of going to the church and in the middle church. I, I remember several of those years, two or three years in there that we were going through pure hell. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's nothing more than the enemy trying to work his way into the church. If you think he's looking past us, I want to tell you right now tonight, he's not looking past First Apostolic Church. He don't know, he don't like what's went on in here. He don't like what's going on, what's going on right now. I'm going to tell you, he wants to destroy it. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy pastor's family and bishop's family because if he can get the leaders, he's half got the church. Not that we're anything, but I'm going to tell you, the God that we serve and the message we preach.
I must have the Lord of the house. It's, I've got to have it. Hallelujah. We've got to protect it. If we're going to build it, come on, if we're going to build it, we must protect it. Hallelujah. You, you don't just, you just don't put it on, you know, put it out there and leave the doors off the hinges. Come on. Usually you put a storm door on a little, ax, a little extra, you know, protection. You've got another lock there that you can lock, you know. And you, you deadbolt it. And then you've got the real lock. And then you've got the chain lock. And, and you protect it every way you can. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. I wonder what it will be like in the spiritual sense if we would put locks on our doors. Come on, I don't know about you, but I, I know he's after me all the time. He may not be after you, but he's after me all the time. It's a continual warfare. And I'm going to tell you, as long as we're living for God, there's going to be a war with the enemy, and it's not going to stop until God splits eastern skies and calls his church out of here. You might as well be ready to fight. Hallelujah. 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 I want to tell you early, the best protection you can have in your home is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. Because there is power when you got Him. There's power. Oh, that song. Sister McGee's been singing it for three weeks. There's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, break every chain. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I must insert a story here. Hallelujah. A missionary to the Philippines, Brother Kibaloy, had a tape of Brother Mallory many years ago that told the story of Brother Kibaloy. Back, I don't know, it's been several years ago now. I had the, we got to see Brother Kibaloy face to face. Brother Kibaloy, a missionary to the Philippines while having church in an old rice shack in the mountains. Men and the rebel armies came. and They decided when they was having church, they was just going to break that up. We're going to stop this. We're gonna, we'll, just, we'll just go in here and we'll, we'll blow them up. and We'll take care of things. Well, they, they was shouting. They was speaking in tongues. They was, man, they was having church. Man. And, and Brother Kibaloy, they tell the story how that uh, they, they threw a grenade in there, and you know, it all goes boom. And, and Brother Kibaloy and, and others in there that ministered said they felt their feet leaving the floor. And it felt them blowing them up. But when they come back down and their feet touched the floor, everything was still all right. So they began to take their, their, their machine guns and their rifles and they began to shoot in there. Amen. And they just kept on having church and they finally left. And the story is told that they just kept right on praising God through it all. Brother Kibaloy sent his shirt home. It had 27 holes in it where bullets had pierced his shirt but it never pierced his body. I'm talking about the power in the name of Jesus. You need Jesus in the house to protect your house. The devil can try to kill you, but if Jesus is in the house, you've got on your armor. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! 
Oh, God will do that for you. Hallelujah. Churches today are in the place of trying to build a house of God by their own programs. Come on. Hallelujah. By their own wisdom and by their own strength without the God of the house. I'm going to tell you, church, we can't do it alone. We need God. I need the God of the house. And unless you make Jesus the God of your house, it will never really be a home. Come on. This church house will never be a home to the church until we invite him in and say, Hey, Lord, you take up residence here. This is your house. You run this house because this is your house. Come on. And that's the way we got to run our own home. Say, come on, God. I want you to move in and take control. Come on. My finances may be in a mess. Things may be in a mess, but if I'll turn it over to you, everything that I've got, everything that I own, everything that I've earned, Lord, if I'll turn it over to you, I'm going to tell you, he'll make a way because he's a way maker. Jesus. Sister McGinn, I know something about that, raising five kids. And a lot of years, I'm going to tell you, we had an extra one. We took in her sister's child, and we had her for several years. She went to our schools. We took care of her. We fed her. We, come on, we done it. Hallelujah. We done it by the help of the Lord because God was in the house. And he made a way. Come on. I said, he made a way. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, not all of my kids serve God now. But it wasn't because they wasn't taught it at home. It wasn't because they didn't go to church. Hallelujah. When they move out of the house, the protection's gone. And then they got to have their own protection. Come on. That's why, that's why you need to get your church, your, your family together and get them to church because I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a day they're going to step out of the protection at home and they're going to need their own home protected. Come on, if you don't set things in order in your house, then their house is going to be out of order. Come on. You can lose children like that. You can lose them if everything's all right. I'm telling you, you can. I wonder why... I wonder why Bishop's family, all them ain't serving God. Well, I will, if you find out, let me know. Praise God. But don't start judging my family, especially if yours not raised yet. There's too many judgmental spirits running around the apostolic church. They're opening their mouth, but they're not on their knees in prayer. Come on. If we would just shut up, come on. If we would just shut up our talking and kneel and pray a while, I'm going to tell you, God would open some things to our mind. We'd see things a lot clearer. Oh, whoo, mercy, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't build a, a church house. can't build a church home without God being the God of this house. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, but we don't have three living in here. There's only one God. And he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm afraid if we had three, we'd have trouble obeying them all. But I'm going to tell you, I don't have trouble with one. 
Come on. Hallelujah. I don't have trouble with that. Hallelujah, Jesus. I began to think, and the Lord quickened my spirit. And I'm going to tell a story again. I'm full of stories. You know, as you get older, that's what you remember is way back when. So if you wonder why I sing, sing songs way back when, because that's all I can remember is way back when. I have trouble remembering these new ones. You know, Brother Mason and them do a fine job, great job singing them. And I can kind of follow along, but I can't remember them. But I can remember the old ones. Because that's what I was raised on. That's what I cut my teeth on. But the Lord quickened me. Pastor, when we bought our house in Princeton, the new mobile home that we had bought before the twins was born turned out to be not big enough. We didn't know we was going to have twins. There was no ultrasounds then. All, all there was was the stethoscope and thought for sure there was just one heartbeat. It was going to be a boy. And guess what? It's two girls. Whew. At the time, we wouldn't give you a dime for another, but the truth is we wouldn't have taken a million for either one of them. Thank you, Jesus. But our house... We had Sister McGee and I had to get out into business. We had a new mobile home, and it, it was, you know, it was going to be too small. So I had to, we was poor folks. We had to work hard. You know, Sister McGee worked 10 years our married life. I mechaniced. That's how I made our living. And back in those days, I'm telling you, it was nickels and dimes was hard to come by. You worked hard for him, a lot of hours for him. I had, I, had, I had two jobs. I'd get off of one job and go to work another and work till midnight to make ends meet. Sister McGee come to the place to where when the first two was born, on the second one, on, when, when Sister Rhonda was born, that she went to work. And, and she worked 10 years of our married life. Amen. I, I got to tell you about this house, but we, we bought this house. We seen this house and thought, well, we could uh, maybe afford to, to, to get this home. The people knew us. That, that kind of helped us a little bit. And uh, we, we bought a home for $5,000. Everybody said, yippee. Now, today, probably people looked at a house and said, not good enough. I'm going to tell you what. You can make any house a home. We raised our five children in there. And they had, they had some rich friends. And guess what? Them rich kids wanted to come to our little humble abode. And they would come in our doors and they told my children said, I wish we had a house like this. This house feels homey. You know why it felt homey? Because Jesus was the head of the house. He was the God of the house. Come on. It wasn't our home. It was Jesus' home. And we dedicated it to the Lord. We dedicated our family, come on, to God. We had dedicated our home to the Lord. We had Bible studies in that home. Come on. 
Hallelujah. We prayed in that home. And we sang in that home. And those rich kids would come to church with our children. They come into our front room. It was so lovely. Yeah, I can never tell you how beautiful it was. But they they would come into our front room. Oh yeah, we had carpet on the floor. It wasn't painted floors. It was carpet. And the walls were such beautiful. Wood paneling. That really wasn't wood. And sitting in the corner, we had the most lovely, amen, stove there that was a wood stove. And it had a brown jacket on it. I mean, this thing was sharp. And my son and I would go cut wood. And we'd throw it in there. We had a good time cutting wood. We had, me and my wife would even go cut wood. We'd, we'd bring back a load of wood, then we'd start cutting it up. Come on. We'd split it. We had fun doing it. Come on. And it saved us some money because we were raising five children. But guess what? That little old humble house, we worked on it for 23 years, never did get it finished. Still working on it when we more or less give it to our daughter. And she worked on it some more and it's still standing and it's still being refurbished and still being redone. Come on, church. Oh, there's a message right there if I want to stop and preach a while. I'm going to tell you, we need to be working on the house continually. It'll fall down right in the face of you. Church, you can live in it, but if you don't do something to it, it'll fall. Come on. Mm, the boards will fall the roof will leak come on the windows will be broken out there'll be no protection in your house if you're not careful and don't take care of it I've always said it there's crazy people out here that you know decorates and does the inside of the house and the roof's leaking well you stupid people Well, we had that problem, so the first thing I'd done, Brother Freddie, was redone the roof, didn't we, Brother Paul? Sir, there's no, there no sense in trying to find you a nice home and fix it up inside, you know, and not have a God in there to help you out. You, you know where the money come from? It was God's money. It's because we paid tithes first and the Lord said, I'll provide because you're given to the kingdom of God. If people would learn that in this day and age, they'd find out their money. You know, you think you got money now, honey. You'd really have money if you'd pay to God. Pressed down, shaking together and running over. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember this one young lady, and I, used, I worked on her daddy's car. In fact, I did probably both of them, truth is, several of those, because I'm mechanic. So, hey amen. This one little girl, she'd say, you know what? She said, we got, a, we, we got a great room. I wish we had just a regular home. Said, we're not even allowed in there. It's got white carpet and a great big grand piano in there, but we're not allowed in it. You tell me, church, 
What good is a home if you're not allowed into the rooms? Come on. That's just like building a church and said you're not allowed in the Sunday school rooms. Come on. How are you going to build a church without some Sunday school rooms? Some people will fill it. Come on. you got to make your house a home. Jesus has got to feel welcome in every room. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we could have church in our house. We, we, we've done it. I've, I've, got it. I've got it on tape. And, we, and, and the truth is, we had Sunday school in our front room. The church wasn't big enough, so, hey, my front room was Sunday school class. Man, we feel, hey, it was, hey our furniture was furniture had been set on by young people. Come on, church. I'm telling you what God will do if you'll put God in your house. He wants to be Lord of your house. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to hurry. Hallelujah. He said, I, want, I just want a room. I don't have to have a great room. Just give me a room like this. That's what they wanted. So did this, this house here is homey. I love being around your parents and your family. There's something about it. You know what it was? It was the God of the house. It was a real home because Jesus was in the house. Oh. It wasn't how much it cost. It wasn't how much our payment was. Come on. It wasn't how expensive our furniture was. Come on. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It was clean. And some people, some of these kids from these rich homes, guess what? When it come Thanksgiving time, we fed a bunch of them. They'd even drive from Henderson, Kentucky to come up here to be in our house. Come on, church. I'm telling you what it is when you get God in your house. Come on. When your house becomes a house that God wants to dwell in, things began to change in your home. Oh, Jesus. Prayer becomes a normal thing. The bathroom was my place to pray of the morning. If you had to go, you better go before Dad got in there. I get up 5 o'clock in the morning, and that's where I was headed, and they knew it. So before 5 o'clock, you know what they didn't mind dad praying because someplace in the morning of that prayer I was going to mention her name I prayed for their protection on the way to the bus and on the bus and in school and back home you know why because Jesus was ahead of our house he was the protector not only in the house but he protected my family when they got outside the house because they were still a part of our house. Come on, him. Jesus is a part of your house. He moves into your children also, and he begins to protect them. I'm going to tell you, some of them right now that's out of the ark, come on, out of protect, come on. They're out of the ark of God, but let me tell you, God is still protecting them. You know why? Because they had godly parents. Come on. 
Come on, people that prayed for them, and he's still surrounding them. I still see the blessings flowing to them, and they know it. I've told them time after time. I'm going to tell you, that's nothing more than a God thing. You better thank God. I told my first daughter that backslid one thing I remember telling her. She come in, and she was going to move out of our house. She's going to move into a friend's house because things was better there. She could do anything she want to. I said, young lady, you was born in this house, and you're going to be in this house till you get out of this house, and that's not going to be until you turn 18. And let me tell you early, I'm going to tell you, Daddy's going to tell you right now, you better not just kick God out of your life because he can drop a bomb on you and turn his back on you in a minute. You know, I'm going to tell you, as long as you're living under the roof of this house, young lady, you might as well get out of that bed and go to Sunday school. I have to go every Sunday morning. She'd be the last one to get out of bed. I'd go to her and I'd say, all right, you get out of that bed, you're going to church. She'd gripe and complain, but she went. Come on, there was rules set down. I'm going to tell you, there are some rules in the house when God is the head of your house. Not everything's allowed in the house. Come on, church. I said not everything's allowed in the house. Come on. There was, a, there was, there was guards at the door to keep the devil out. I'm telling you, with four good-looking girls around, there's a lot of devils wanting them. And when that handsome son grew up in the house, all wanted him too. In fact, they'd like to even have had my wife. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She's always been a classy lady. You've never seen Sister McGee look sloppy. You know why? Because God is the God of our house. And we're going to put on the best we can put on for him. Come on. We're not just putting on a show, honey. When we put our clothes on, we're putting on godly things. Come on. Oh, something that can be seen out in the world. Come on. I'm showing off Jesus in the house. Shoo, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let me tell you, it's, it's not how much your house cost, but it's who in the house, who's in the house. Glory. Oh, well, I know. I, told, I already told somebody tonight, just be careful because we could go into double overtime. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I'm going to tell you something. Now, you don't go to a ball game and expect to be quiet because your team becomes the main ingredient and you aim to cheer for them no matter what. You're going to make some noise. That's why you went there to cheer for your team. But I'm going to tell you this. Neither should we go to church and expect it to be quiet. You know why? Because Jesus is the main ingredient. And he desires praise. He desires worship. He wants some noise. Come on. Oh, Woo. Oh. Woo. Come on. He's the ingredient around here. And if you don't praise him, he's going to have the rocks on the outside to cry out. 
the trees, come on, is going to start praising him. I don't know about you, but there ain't no rock going to take my place. Wouldn't you feel a little funny if these big rocks would get out there in the landscape and some night it'd start hollering hallelujah because you weren't? It can happen. Oh, Jesus. Why is it that, you know, you can go to the ball game and you can make all the noise you want and it's all right. It's acceptable. In fact, I'm going to tell you, the, up, the uptown police won't bother them at them ball games. They can get as loud as they want. They can go down there with their little meters, and they don't care if it's loud. They don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. They, it's still all right. Well, I'm going to tell you, if it's all right for them to make noise till 11 o'clock at night, I, I would to God that in Mount Carmel, Illinois, on 1121 Cedar, we'd get in a spot that we could go on till 11 o'clock. Come on. Some of those ball games, they tell me go on till after 11. I don't know. I haven't been there. I'm not, and, and, and I'm not downing you for going, but I'm going to tell you something. It's just not in me. I don't have no desire, but I'm going to tell you something. I got a desire to come to this house, and I got a desire sometimes to pray past 8, 30, or 9 o'clock. Come on. Oh, I remember the days of getting out at 10, 11 o'clock. You know why? Because somebody was getting saved. Somebody was getting filled with the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because the God of the house was the same God that was a God of the church. We had revival, and it was going on all the time. And it still needs to be going on. Oh, Lord. Bishop's preaching tonight. I know, I go back to the old times. That's all right. The Bible said go back to the old landmarks. Come on, there are some things we need to get a hold of, brother. Brother, pastor preached it the other night. We need to get a hold of the horn of the altar. Just tie ourselves to it. Pray and t- you know what the problem is? There's people pray, but it don't mean nothing. They're praying amiss. Oh, yeah, come on. They got their little prayer they go through every day. Well, bless God, I pray every day. Well, do you feel anything? There's a lot of people praying. It's just ordinary, you know, mono prayer. I'm going to tell you, church, it's come to the time in the church we need to pray, not pray to, but pray until we pray through. I need a breakthrough. I don't know about you, but I need a breakthrough. (sighs) Get that book. You'll know what I'm talking about. Glory. Psalms 100, 1 and 2. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Praise God, I'm tired tonight. Well, so am I, but let's praise God anyway. I don't know about you. I may have been tired when I come, but I'm going home feeling better than I did when I came. You know why? Because he's God of my house, and he's God of this house. And I can feel his presence in this place. Oh, serve him with gladness, not long face. You're not no horse face Christian. You need to smile about what you got. He's good, Bible said. Hallelujah. Oh, come before his presence with thanksgiving. In other words, we ought to come in the doors with a song on our heart. 
Come on. We don't have a song on our heart all day. Come on. Sister McGee, it's all right to sing. There's power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Come on. I got the feeling if we'd start doing some singing through the day, they'd already be some chains broken by the time we walk through the doors. Come on, we'd already have church going when people walk through the doors. Nobody'd have to stand up. Brother Mason wouldn't have to get up to the piano and say, come on, let's, we're going to start service. No, church had already be started. The singing would begin even before we got here. Chains would be broken. I'm trying, y'all. Hallelujah. Psalms 100 and verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The closer you get to the front, the more praise ought to be going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. You want me to take you back Old Testament? Yes, sir. The further they got in the temple, the more praise that went on. <laughs> Honey, when they got the holiest of holies, there was going to be prayers answered and the, 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 the sacrifice out on the altar was going to be consumed and they knew something happened back there. I would to God that people would know something was going on in Mount Carmel. They could feel it. Come on. Let them come on. Come on. They ought to visit this church just because they heard about what was going on. Word gets around. You don't have to run it in a newspaper. Word gets around. There's something going on down there, buddy. There's people being healed. Yeah, come on. I remember right in this, right in this building right here. Come on. I remember, Sister McGee, we went to McDonald's and somebody has called our name. And, and, and said, hey, come back here. I said, man, I seen where I heard you all just flat having church. I said, yes, sir, come on down and join. Come on, church. Come on, it ought to be the wicked witness that we're having church because the God of the house is here. Come on, there ought to be miracles in this house. If Jesus is in the house, then miracles will automatically happen. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. Psalms 33 and 3. I'm hurrying on. Singing to him a new song. Oh, my. Man, I'm going to tell you what. God starts moving enough in this place. You're going to find Brother Mason writing a new song. God's going to stir him up to write a new song. Come on. There is a new song for this church. If we'll just get where God wants us to be. If we'll let him be God of the house, honey. I'm telling you, there's a new song coming. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Singing to him a new song. Play skillfully. We've got this. With a loud noise. Yes, God, I wish you wouldn't play that so loud. Well, honey, you're not going to like heaven. You might as well quit now. Because it's going to be noisy. Bible tells me that the angels of heaven rejoice over one soul. Can you imagine all the angels up there? What kind of noise is going on when one soul founds God at this altar because the God of the house is here? 
Man, it's hot in here. Maybe it's just me. Glory. Now, I'm going to try hurry. I don't worry I can wrap this all in five minutes or not. But if I can't, you'll have to give me another five. Glory. The word praise takes on seven different meanings in the Hebrew. There are seven ways to praise God. My favorite Hebrew word for praise is halal. Everybody said halal. It is the most used word for praise in the Bible. Over 100 times is that word hollow used as praise. Now let me tell you what it means. This is exciting. It means to be clear of sound. To shine. Hence to make a show. This is Hebrew. Come on now. This is what the Hebrew says. To boast. I got something to boast. I'm boasting Jesus. Thus to be clamorously foolish. Come on. He used the foolishness of preaching to save souls. Come on. To rave. Everybody said to rave. Really? Yeah. To be mad. Come on. To celebrate. I'm going to tell you, there is not near enough celebration going on around here. We don't celebrate victories like we should. All of Mount Carmel ought to know it. Come on. Come on. I, I don't remember, I don't remember what maybe one of you ministers do, but I don't remember where it was in the Bible, but there was one place, you know, said, you know, what is going on over there in the Hebrews camp? Man, there's, what is going on? I'm going to tell you, the Ark of the Covenant was coming back. That's what was wrong. And they went nuts. I would to God that there'd be some celebration in this house. Come on, over one soul, it ought to get so noisy that two blocks away, they could hear us. Let them go ahead and send the police. Maybe we can get him saved too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sir, if you think all the apostolic pews haven't got some sheriffs and state policemen, all that sitting on, you're wrong. They do. Glory. Hallelujah. If you'll let me, I'm going to put it in my own words. You want, I want you to just pull out all the stops and just stink and get with it. You, you, you worship a different way. You dance different than you've ever danced. Come on. You ought to try something different. If you've never jumped, you ought to see it. You ought to try it once. You get springs in your feet. If you can't run, you ought to try it once. It might be God heal you. Oh, well, I better go on. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm excited because Psalms 148, it is every word praise in that chapter is hollow. Every word, every praise, every place that there's a praise, it's hollow. 148.1. Praise ye the Lord. Hollow. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. There's three already in the first verse. You tell me that we're supposed to be quiet? Bless God. Bless. 
Let's don't get too noisy. Now, Sister Sally back there, you'll have, you know, I, I brought company tonight. I hope she don't act up tonight. Bless God, she gets noisy and she starts, you know, running the aisles. And Let Sister Sally have a haul Come on. There ought to be just a Sister Sally. There ought to be some people that's involved. We ought to not let just one people, one person praise the Lord in this church. If one runs, somebody else ought to. Come on. If one starts, there oughtn't to be just one person standing up praising God. Don't we all have the Holy Ghost in this place? Come on. We ought to all be worshiping our God. He's the God of this house. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. All right. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his host. Mm. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens. And ye waters that be above the heavens. Come on. The heavens is going to praise him. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded. Come on. Praise is not an option. It's commanded. Okay. If you're not praising him, you're breaking his commandment. And they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a degree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth. You dragons. Hmm. Sound like he's one of the devil to praise him. All the deeps, fire and hail, snow, vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things, flying fowl, kings of the earth, and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, children, children. Pastor, I think you are setting kids down. They're up there making a show. Bless God, let them show off. They're just doing what they ought to see every service. And they ought to even see in their home. It's all right for mom and dad to have a little Watusi around home once in a while. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Glory. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of his people in the praise of all of his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. I hope somebody got something. You need to let it be Lord of your house. And, 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 and that's more than just inviting him in. There's conditions. Whew, glory. And I was hoping all you'd sweat as much as I did. I thought we was going to have a really special speaker tonight, but it just didn't work out. Thank you, Jesus.
I love you all. I thank you for helping me preach. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.